And when your frequency becomes distorted, whatever it is you desire, whatever it is you want to manifest, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do that. When you clear your own frequency, your own vibration, you're able to emit a more powerful, a more powerful frequency and vibration out into the universe to co-create because everything's a feedback loop. This reality is a feedback loop. What you, whatever you are, whatever you think, whatever you feel comes back to you because that's what you put out. We got to like fine tune and refine the dial on our beingness mm -hmm. so that we can like, you know, receive and transmit what we want to like experience in, in this reality. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we are about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? Welcome back to another episode of Awaken. This is episode 19, and we're going to get into it. So today I'm joined by another fellow Ascender, and I'm very excited to be bringing her on. She is a warrior of truth, and she believes in using media to make a real difference. Her intentions are the, the very core intentions that... that is the mark of an ascender. She believes in bringing people together, uh, collaboration, and coming together for a common goal. Um, I'll let her speak to that goal and those intentions in a moment here, but uh, I do really believe it comes down to the upliftment of humanity and the ascension of the collective. So I am super excited to be bringing her on. Um, she has a radio show of her own, so we'll get into talking about that a little bit as well. The show is called Beyond the Veil, which I hope she's going to be taking us to as well. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's bring her on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kate Love Truth. Kate, you are on. What is up? Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. This is fun. This one has been in the works for a little bit. I know, actually, probably the first time I met you, I think it was probably that day or maybe a day after. I'm like, I'm going to have to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I think like that was the day when uh, uh, myself, you, and Amanda were chilling on the beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, let's uh, let's tell that story a little quickly here. Um, I think I told you this before, but you are the first ascender that I didn't bring into the community. So the first ascender that wasn't uh, a friend or a family member of mine that I just added to the group and invited into the community. So the first ascender that I ever went and met in person. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so that was I feel honored. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad I'm so happy that we did that because I was telling Amanda that day before we met you that you know this is exactly what I want to be doing. I want to be connecting with people. I want to be reaching out to people and putting in that effort to to have a real connection. Um and you know leading up to that 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 meeting between us i i was kind of connecting with people online um not to the degree that i am these days but it was kind of the beginning of of again reaching out to people and and trying to putting a little bit more effort into into making those connections but taking that step into meeting you in person was a really big deal for me yeah i think that that whole process was uh pretty magical and 
I was so excited to like connect with other young people around my generation that was into the same stuff. I mean, I have a lot of friends here in Toronto that I'm really grateful to have, but I don't know, just the way we even connected, I was just like, whoa, this guy's into this and always oh, talking about that. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. I got to mm. meet these guys. <laughs> We're a rare breed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed, still very rare. Still, see, you know, in that sentence right there, I think um, the, you suggest that very soon, we're already kind of caught in the midst of this, this, this sort of vibe, being on this sort of wavelength, this sort of awareness that, that we see in each other is becoming more and more common in our world. Mm-hmm. And like as we step more into our own authentic power and we cultivate more love for ourselves, our vibration increases, it, the, the frequency is more deeply penetrating and then that magnetic power attracts more like-minded like soul people and i think for a lot of people in the beginning of their journey it's a little bit rough because maybe they're in communities of people where they're totally different to different religious stuff or just different mindset and then i think for a lot of us finally making that choice to be like you know what this is not for me anymore i need to like go a different way i need to go down a different path and and that could mean like you know cutting off friends cutting off family members like and just like going down a path that hasn't been walked down before and mm. it's a little bit it's a little bit challenging it could be it feel a little bit it could feel a little bit lonely i've been through that i went through that like about 10 years ago and i told myself like you know what my soul is being pulled into something i don't know what that something is but i have to follow it and i have to listen to it and i'm not going to sacrifice that for anything or anyone it just felt like such a deep yearning, like a deep fire that got ignited. And then I was like, damn, like I, I, like I hope I find some other people that are feeling what I'm feeling about the world and, you know, the changes of, of things and myself, how I was feeling, you know. And then eventually it came when it, when it was time. So I just had to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually, I think, a very uh, common sort of chapter that, that many of us have to walk in this space and in this... Um, yeah, in this sort of community, because like you said, there's there's not a lot of people that um, I hate to put it this way, but there's not a lot of people in the real world. Right. Um, that is going to to just understand what um, what it is that you're going through, even if you were to put in the effort to try to help them understand and explain to them what you're going through. Um, I, I think it's it just they i think to some degree they have to kind of come to it on their own and so when you know you might be um coming into an awareness or or moving into to a a frequency that is not in resonance with with most people there is that that phase in the journey where it can feel a little bit lonely and i know i've been in that place myself um fortunately I think uh, both you and I were, were getting to, to connect with, with some very magnificent people here in the community. Um, and I think this, of course, is only the beginning. But like, you, uh, like you've said yourself, like there tends to be that, um, that point where you have to kind of make a decision. Am I going to, to move into this feeling? Am I going to move into where I'm being called? Even though it might entail letting go of some old things, including some old people in your life. 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, cutting those energy cords are tough. You know, these could be people you've had like a long history with, have certain bonds with, and it takes a lot of courage to, to like search your heart and be like, man, like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta follow this. You know, I can't just stay comfortable in this zone just to hold on to these people from my past. I have to like have courage and, and trust that the universe is pulling me into something much greater. And like, it's kind of like falling into this void space where you have to totally surrender to the energy and, and fall into it and be okay falling into it. And then have a feeling where you know that something is going to be protecting you and holding you in this warmth of like unconditional love and guidance and that somehow you're going to come through and things are going to be fine. But learning even to like cultivate that trust is like, is for some also very difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It definitely is. And I, uh, I see that this is, this goes beyond just um, letting go of old relationships. This is something that, that has such more um, wider implications being able to, you know, jump into what you said, as you've described, like the void, right? And let go and, and trust into that feeling. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about your your experience with, with doing that. So you've kind of touched on letting go of uh, past relationships, but I'm sure there has been um, numerous times in your own journey where you had to, to let go and trust. Tell me about some of that. Oh, man. <laughs> well... If I'm gonna like go deep, we're going deep today. Deep. We're going <laughs> we're deep dive deep. today. Yes. We're gonna dive deep. You guys want to go deep dive with Caleb's truth today? Yeah, man. Hit us up in the comments if you do. We're um, going deep. Let's hear it, Kay. Oh my lord! Like, I mean, to be honest with you, I was married before. I was with someone. He was my high school sweetheart. We were together for eleven years, and um, he was like my first love. And we had a very deep bond. We had a lot of things in common. And I'm not going to get into the whole background story and how we met, but it was just magical. It was like one of those moments where when you met, you just knew your whole life was going to change. You didn't know how exactly it was going to change, but you just felt something. And it wasn't even just that. Even the people that were around me, that were around me when I met him in this, at this event, they just saw this like spark go off. And this glow that was around me. And then I remember even my grandmother was looking at me like, hmm, you know, like something's going on here. Something special is going on here. Um, but yeah, we wrote out this long journey. There's a lot of obstacles and a lot, and a lot of challenges. A lot of things happened. And um, I reached a space where I was kind of like spiritually outgrowing him. And, you know, again, like a lot of, th- a lot of things transpired there. But I had to really make the choice, like, man, I have such a long history with this person. You know, we've built this amazing life. We have this home together. And then I was like, something in me is saying that this journey has come to an end. And I was spiritually, I've spiritually outgrown him and situation. And I was, and it was very tough. I had to really be like, you know, I love this person. But I have to, like, listen to the call of my soul. And if the call of my soul is telling me that it's time for me to walk away, I have to listen to it. I had to really contemplate what's at stake if I don't, you know, 
maybe I'm going to forfeit my, my purpose. You know, I'm going to forfeit my, my destiny, you know, forfeit a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like, am I willing to do that? And then I was also checking myself on my feelings too. Cause like the relationship was also kind of over at the same time I had spiritually grown, uh, grown out of it. And I had to really ask myself these questions. Like, is there a greater love out there for me? That's in more in alignment with me that will take me more along the path of my, of my passion and my purpose. And the answer to that question was hell yes. You know? So, um, as much as I cherished our relationship and the love that we had and the journey that we walked together, I had to like, just cut the cord Mm -hmm. and, and feel safe knowing that it was the right choice and that it was for both of our higher good in the end. And that somehow, some way I'll find love again, you know, and, and, you know, the magic will will come back in, in experiencing that magic in relationship. I wasn't really too worried about that. Mm-hmm. I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm always going to believe in love no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So that's, that, that's like kind of, I hope I answered your question. But yeah, that's one scenario. No, it definitely, uh, it's definitely a great example of um, having to, to take that, that leap. Now, what I want to hear about is, you know, you were able to make that decision because you came to a point where you were able to recognize that when you when you went in, you were able to to recognize that hell yes, there's this is this is in alignment. This is um, this is what I need to do. Now, I think where most people struggle though is because they aren't able to connect to that hell yes. Mm. Right? There's too much. There's too much inner distortion and conflict that is keeping them from you know i feel like they they can still connect to the, that knowing i i do believe we all are able to and at all times are able to connect to that knowing but i think where things get challenging is when we're hearing that yes let's say you were to go in and you were to hear that yeah there's something better but it didn't come through powerfully and mm. because of that, there's still that doubt because it's not that that strong. Yes, this is what I need to do. Now, how do we go from, you know, sensing that this is the right path into, you know, again, just connecting to it in a way that it's I got to do this. And in in a way that you're you're ready to act and you can act and you, you make that you take that step. That's like such a profound question. <laughs> um, man, it's a process. Like I would say, I, I like to use computer analogies, especially since after watching the movie The Matrix. And I feel like what has to happen is as an individual, you have to do a lot of introspection. You got to go through something that's like in the computer world, doing a hard disk defrag or like a disk defrag. You got to defrag all parts of your being, you know, your emotional programs, your mental programs your spiritual programs you gotta really assess everything reassess everything and sort out the blockages that are there because as long as you have a lot of scattered thinking and scattered energy in your being and a lot of blockages that intuitive knowingness that's trying to come in and speak to you is going to be blocked or just not filter through completely so you have to really take the time 
to perform that that hard disk cleanup or defrag and then allow those those pieces of your soul those pieces of your awareness to kind of come back into greater focus and greater clarity and then that voice that intuitive voice of your higher self or spirit guides whatever it is that's trying to talk to you to, to give you that guidance it will be able to come to you with greater clarity and, and greater sense of resonance where your heart will really be able to connect and be like yes that's it you know that's that's what i gotta do and as soon as you find that as soon as you connect with that it's over man <laughs> like nothing's gonna stop you because it, it lights a fire underneath your ass you mm-hmm. know you're not going to continue staying in the energies that you were in before and i think another difficult part of this too is being patient with the process because that takes time and in this fast-paced world as i talk about on my radio show if this is also as a side note as it's uh, off tangent it's so weird that you're interviewing me because I'm always interviewing everybody else. <laughs> Actually, you got to tell me at the end of it what you think about being on the other end. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, getting like going deeper into that process, like it's like in this fast paced world, you know, because of social media, we're posting, people are posting photos of success and photos of them, uh, I don't know, doing whatever the hell it is. And then maybe you're seeing it and then, Maybe you're sitting there thinking like, man, I'm still not there yet. Like, you know, man, I I still haven't figured that out yet. Why am I not at this place yet? And I talked about this with one of my guests uh, a few shows ago named Randy May. We were talking about the influence of social media and putting uh, that social media kind of puts a little pressure on us sometimes socially. And when it comes to like our success and our perception of ourselves and all these kinds of things. And that can, that social media as like as well as, pressures from family and friends can also stop us from being having that patience because maybe they're saying oh how come you didn't do that yet or how come you're not there yet it's just an added voice what's going on with that it's another it's another voice just another one of those voices and it's like we already beat ourselves up on the inside enough already as it is Mm -hmm. and then we have all these other voices coming Mm -hmm. to us around us in our community our families our friends and then on social media and then like really like my guest talked about on my show she said you know you got to take a pause you gotta stop, unplug, go on a vacation, take a bath, disconnect from social media for a while, hit the beach, do whatever it is you gotta do to step into that presentness, that that present moment, the rawness, so you can better listen to that intuitive and in- knowingness that's trying to filter through and come through and speak to you. Mm-hmm. The um, so some of the, the big things that that um, you brought forth there that I have to sum up is one again that stillness right the uh the patience to to mm-hmm. not you know because i think it's in feeling like things need to be happening quickly that kind of stirs up the noise even more and the one other thing i'll, I'll throw into that is when you go into you mentioned introspection right mm-hmm. i'm uh the way that that I recommend that people approach that is when they they introspect and they start to observe what's what's going on internally. All those voices, right? There's going to be a lot of noise initially, especially if you're in that place where you're you don't feel connected to the knowing. There might be a bunch of different conflicting voices in your head, and some of those voices, as we've as we've mentioned, are sometimes um, not even yours. It's echoes of what you're hearing other people say. The the big thing I think that that can be really effective in just kind of quieting that noise down is observing 
without trying to think your way through. So let's say in this process of decision-making or trying to, again, connect to that knowing. If we observe these voices, all that's happening internally through introspection without mm -hmm. necessarily the intention of let me think this through and get to an answer, right? Because that thinking, while that noise is already there, is just going to, to kind of exacerbate it, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. if we set the intention to observe rather than think it through, what I find is you will come into greater awareness of all those voices, all that's going on, and then there will come a moment where you'll come into awareness if you continue to sit in this, this place of stillness and um, observation. There will come a, play, a point where you'll observe that, that voice of knowing. Yes. Everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Teamwork. Yeah, like uh uh it's funny. I, I went on this amazing uh meeting yesterday that I had. It was like five hours long. I didn't even think it was gonna be five hours. It was supposed to be one hour. And it turned into this amazing conversation. He's gonna be a guest on my show in in the future. But we also spoke about this magic of just being an observer, watching the world, watching people, watching yourself, watching the thoughts, like you said. And then as you watch all these things like coming through you, you begin to realize, like, wait a minute, I don't think that's me. That's something outside of me that I'm allowing to come and affect me. And then as you, as you said, like you start to filter and as you dig deeper and you keep filtering, you once again find this place where you're able to be in the presence of your own energy that is disconnected from all this other stuff. And then when you connect to that, that, Again, that rawness, that realness, that strength of your own energy, your own spirit, then navigating all the other, these other things becomes a little bit easier. And again, it's a challenge to stay in that space because, you know, we're in this 3D reality. But the more we do it through meditation or even just through the act of observation, it becomes easier and easier. And then that energy stays with you. And it strengthens your energy field. You get, you have more protection, more sense of awareness, self-awareness, and all these things. And then you start experiencing more synchronicity and more magic. And mm -hmm. you know, it's like a catalyst. Observation to me is a catalyst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what uh, what I think plays into that, and you you're kind of getting to it, is it's like this momentum that starts to build. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the more it's like, you it's like a cultivation. It's a process of cultivation. You're cultivating more awareness, more understanding, more love, more depth. And the more you go deeper into that awareness of yourself and everything else, like things become more clear mm -hmm. and your purpose becomes more clear. The way people make you feel becomes more clear, you know, like all these things just, just fall, all these things fall into place. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. And I think that, adds into this whole idea of self-actualization like the more you participate in that kind of uh, activity or practice you're climbing that ladder to getting to this point of self-actualization right see i always say that it's that that feeling that we're describing right the, the feelings that come with being in that place that is your your guide 
to mm -hmm. to let you know that you know you're moving in that right direction right you say self-actualization that, that whatever we want to call it self-actualization ascension movement towards your potential coming in alignment with your purpose i always try, try to really emphasize the point that all these different ways these are all different ways of saying the very same thing mm -hmm. and it's it's just, again just coming into that that place of power that resides in us um and then the other thing that comes through right now that I want to mention to this is getting into this place also is as as I find that one of the the best first steps in this direction is first trusting that it's there within you. Mm. Even if you don't yet feel it, even if you don't yet haven't yet connected to it simply knowing that you are capable of this and that that truth lies there in your core can be enough to again just be the catalyst to to come into that place i love how you just mentioned that <laughs> i love that yeah absolutely i think um for some people who are in the earlier stages of the awakening process the ascension process i think sometimes witnessing other people in their community that are a little bit more advanced on that on that path or that journey can be intimidating oh you know i don't really feel intuitive stuff or i i don't hear my spirit guides or you know i don't really sense these energies is there something wrong with me you know it, it can create like weird uh insecurities but like you like you said if if everyone trusts that if i have it you have it and they hold on to that then it helps them on the journey yeah, that was, an, that was an amazing point. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, cool. So, you know, this is this is kind of one of the only things that I had in the back of my mind uh, in terms of directions I want to take this. Um, beyond the veil, how would you uh, how would you describe what the veil is? Hmm. Well, first, actually, let's let's give mention to uh, to your show. <laughs> okay so yeah my show is called beyond the veil and i just launched it on i believe it was september of this year and uh so background story i met someone like i guess it was last summer not the summer that, that just passed but the summer before so the summer of 2017 and he has his own radio station and he previously worked for like stevie wonder for like 20 years had his own radio show in california blah 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 got to talking and became really, really close, really, really great friends. And he mentioned to me one day, like, Kate, you should have your own radio show. You'd be amazing to have your own radio show. And I was like, nah, you know, I'm not ready for that. Like, I was so shy and so, like, nervous. Um, uh, and he just kept on bugging me about it over and over again, over and over again. And so I gave in. I was like, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe I should just take this plunge and, and just there do you this go. And one not, of, and not one of those moments of letting go again. Exactly, exactly. And and it was like quieting that voice that was telling me, oh, wait until, you know, you've lost more weight or wait until you have more money or wait until you have this and that. I had to be like, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Enough. It's time to like rock and roll and, and get this going. You know what I mean? So I finally got it going and it was like a little bit tough to put myself out there and be really vulnerable. I'm a Scorpio. I don't like to be vulnerable a lot sometimes, especially if I don't really know people. But it was like really like allowing myself to be more, more vulnerable, more transparent and 
just putting myself out there. But the the best part of the journey is is talking about these important things that we talk about and the guests that I have on. Like these people are amazing people. They have great messages, uh, really loving, caring people that just want to be of service out there. And for me, it's like a privilege and an honor to like connect with them and have a conversation. And, and the goal is to hopefully like you kind of like you do right here with, with these with these live streams and, and with your podcast to like be a catalyst in people's expansion of awareness, you know, and and to love themselves more and to find out what their sole purpose is and anything else that they end up getting assistance with by listening to the podcast. So, yeah, beyond the veil okay i love it i love it congratulations on getting that off the ground it's honestly it's not a uh it's a huge huge step to to take um i i think i i mentioned this to to a client the other day um he he posted his first youtube video right and i was like ecstatic and he, he was kind of excited about it but he's just like oh no one's really watching that and i'm like mm. what i had to say to him was that Brother, how do you? How many people do you think out there has considered the idea of starting a YouTube channel or starting a podcast or hmm. you know starting a blog? Right? I would, you know, I'd be willing to bet that that number is probably above 95 percent. Most people at some point in their journey has at least considered or thought, you know, it'd kind of be cool if if I did this for myself. Right mm-hmm. now what percentage of that people actually does it exactly exactly and i think that that's what not to create division or to judge anyone but i think that's what sets certain people aside those who like take that leap and say you know what i'm not gonna swear (laughs) i swear sometimes f it you know what i mean (laughs) i'm just gonna go and do this and like yeah i definitely fell into that space where i'm like you know what screw this i'm just gonna go and do it and yeah, I'm like, oh man, what if nobody watches or what if nobody listens or what if nobody's paying attention and, and all these, I had to filter all these thoughts out of my awareness and out of my head. And I had to tell myself like, you know, you got to like do it for the love, do it for the love of it, do it for the fun of it. If it's meant to get out and it's, it's people are meant to see it and uh, gain from it, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. If not, at least you had fun with the journey. Mm-hmm. you know and it kind of brings me to a song that came out from one of my favorite reggae stars his name is chronics i don't know if you know chronics no i don't he's an amazing reggae star really young cat that's on the scene right now he has a song that's called uh uh oh my goodness Wednesday. <laughs> um do it for the love don't do it for the likes mm, i like Man, that when that song came out i was like bro that's hot you know like, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we got to be at as content creators and as leaders. Don't do it to get recognition. Don't do it to get popular. Don't do it to get more friends. Do it because you love doing it. Do it because it lights you up. You know, do it because when you wake up in the morning, you think about doing it, it gets you excited. Because that's what's really going to put the magic in the work that you're doing. And that energy resonance is what's going to be the magnetizing effect that's going to pull people to you. There you go. And even if that takes 10 years, who knows? But you have to have faith that, you know, if your soul really got called in, into doing it, it's for a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I had to go through that whole process in myself when I was launching the show. Yeah. 
I love, I'm so happy to hear you speak to it in that way. Uh, I think it's so important what you're, uh, what you're speaking to, especially for those, um, in, in those early stages as a content creator, right? Um, I'm, I'm a big believer too that it has to be for the, the feeling that you get in just doing in the midst of creating, right? How it likes to, how it lights you up, the excitement that you feel in putting out whatever it is that you're putting out and, and coming into, to alignment with whatever wants to come through you. Right. If you're doing it for all those other things, I mean, there's so many different things I can say to this, but mm-hmm. let's say one, you're probably not going to last too long if you're doing it for the followers and likes, because anybody that, that has played this game knows that the early stages in those early stages, it takes a disproportionate amount of effort and work to to get the ball going you're gonna have to put in an amount of work and energy that isn't going to feel like it's worth it if you're looking at how many people are watching this how many followers am i getting right so right off the bat i don't think the people that are getting in there with you know unrealistic expectations and doing it for for those reasons is going to last very long um but then the other thing that i think really plays into this and is so important to recognize is you know if you're doing it for any reason other than what it feels like you are going to come to a point in where you you look at it and say is this really worth it mm-hmm. right because that's all we really got the feeling that we get in this now moment and if you're pushing through moments of doing something that you don't really want to be doing, right, and you're not really excited about doing um, for, for, you know, more superficial reasons, then I do think there, there will reach a point where you realize that it's not really worth doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, so I definitely think it's always got to come back to that. Am I doing this because I absolutely want to be doing it? And if you can bring yourself to a place where you're doing what you're doing because it's exactly what you want to be doing, is that not what we're all striving for? Indeed, 100%. Astrology, oh my Lord. What like a huge blessing for my life. Like I can't even describe how much love and... um, excitement i get from astrology and yeah so my background story with astrology is i've been following astrology since the age of um 13 i believe and i was like i think we just got computers in our school internet was still kind of fresh back then people were still using dial-up in their homes you know (laughs) and i don't know i think on my off time in 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 class i was like "Eh." Let me do some researching here. I don't even think Google came out yet. I don't even know what the heck I was using back then. I can't even remember. But um, I think like I came up, I, like I, I was curious about like the zodiac signs because I was seeing things in newspapers and I'm like, what is this all about? Is this really legit? You know, or is this like still this fake stuff that people say that it is? And so I started investigating and somehow even that the early stages of the game with the internet, this lady named Susan Miller, one of the one of the most uh, popular astrologers, I think, on this planet. She had a website even out at that point. And I think I started going on her page. I was reading interpretations for different signs. And I was like, man, th- like this feels like 
there's some truth here. Something's going on here. Because I'm seeing this stuff play out <clears throat> with different friends and different different people. And I was like, this, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I need to investigate this. So I think as a kid, I started making sure like it was it was like a like a goal to read uh, her her blog or whatever it was, like every single month, just to see what was really happening. And I decided at that point that there 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 was something truthful there. And it wasn't just hokey pokey whatever the hell people think it is taboo stuff that they say that it was because the stuff in the newspaper is not real astrology i'll tell you all that right now it's not real astrology it's garbage if you want to talk tap into real astrology gotta talk to somebody like me or my friend dasha or susan miller or nadia shaw nadia shaw is an amazing astrologer or go check out leo king and then you will really experience what real astrology is okay so um, let, me, yeah. let me actually uh <laughs> come at you with this then because mm -hmm. i think this is this is what we really got to clear up at first and even for me um this is something that i um you know i'm, I'm obviously starting to, to connect to the the truth behind it um and I'm, I'm starting to feel it but it's not something that i've dived even that like, not even even a little bit into um but the you know the of course, I'm sure you've heard this before. The most kind of common thing that, that someone will, will ask you is like, explain to me how this can be true. So mm. I think with that now, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's an explanation to it that can can reach the, the analytical mind. Am I right? Is there something? I believe that... I believe there is. I'm not even sure if I'm the right person to articulate that. Okay, but what... <laughs> I'm like a novice astrologer, but I can try. Okay, so if someone you know totally open but had no idea, um, you know, completely sleeping, came to you and said like, how how can this be true? How can the and this is this is probably what you'll hear from someone in this place is like, how does the planets have anything to do with me? Where where does your um, mind go when when you think about that? As soon as soon as I start thinking about the planets, we're using logic now. Yeah. How big are these planets? You know, these planets are huge, right? We know that gravity exists. We know the sun has this huge gravitational pull that's pulling around all these planets. And so it's like if we acknowledge the force of gravity if we acknowledge even the, the, the pulling of the tides of the ocean from the moon on a full moon, I think that's still scientifically legit. I think if I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me guys. Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, if we can acknowledge these forces from that, that have been proven through the scientific world, then why, cannot, why can we not also acknowledge that the gravitational energies that come from these outer planets, these other planets, Venus, Mars, Mercury, Pluto, Saturn, uh, Uranus, Neptune, Jupiter, you know, how can we not acknowledge that these gravitational energies have a, have an effect? So, like, that's kind of like what I start to go into. It's like I feel absolutely they have an effect, you know, and and um, that's kind of like where I would start with that. I like, like that. I, my yeah. mind will always go up into all these other new agey type concepts. I guess as people will label it, but that's kind of where I start. Yeah. You know, start with the heavenly bodies that we interact with the most, which is like the sun and the moon. Mm -hmm. If we can sense that, even like, let's see another example, another great example I like to bring up with people is full moons. It's statistically pro proven that on full moons across this planet, 
there's just more stuff going on like sometimes more aggressive events just more chaotic things like you know what i mean there's like more police reports of whatever like things just happen and it's like if we if they've reported on that kind of stuff, if they have stats on that kind of stuff that's on the full moon what about the other planets you know so i i start to like get curious about all these things mm -hmm. nice i like that yeah it's uh i'm glad it, it, it's interesting because you uh you definitely point to a uh a few things that that one that again might be still in that place where they want to analyze and and use logic um to understand this we'll we'll be able to kind of grasp right well gravity is is our, our first um an obvious example of you know celestial bodies playing a role in what's going on mm -hmm. on the surface of the earth um mm -hmm. okay now moving forward past that now um what does what does astrology mean to you? Wow, that's like a <laughs> what a question. Um, how I put it to people is astrology for me is a diagnostic tool to figure out the energies that we're sensing on a daily basis. And it's a diagnostic tool to help us better understand ourselves and our place in the world and also where our soul wants to go, which we can all see in a natal astrology chart. So um, that to me is like the greatest gift of astrology is being able to help people come in a deeper relationship with themselves, know what their talents are, their strengths, their weaknesses, their soul destiny, uh, maybe sometimes even past life, kar past life karma, you know, all these things, being able to like give them like something to work with, something more tangible. You know, it's one thing to like do a tarot card reading or a psychic reading and they tell you this, they tell you that. And then, you know, you're off again on your own journey. Like, you know, it's like, okay, what do I do with this information? You know, like astrology, once you get a reading and you understand your chart, you understand the energies that are activated in your chart, that then can become a roadmap for you. Mm -hmm. Something to help you navigate your life and navigate what's going on. And that to me has been one of the, one of the greatest gifts that I can give to people. And I really enjoy it. I love working with people and uh, going into their charts, understanding what's going on and just helping them to like yeah just get greater clarity and to deeper have a more deeper connection into who they are because sometimes i'll tell someone about the, something about their chart and they'll be like wow i i didn't really think about it like that but now that you mentioned it, i do experience those things or oh yeah i do feel like that and, and oh yeah that has happened to me you're right you know and then i'll be like hey you know i can see that here in the chart and i also freak people out like i went to the caribbean a few years ago and I was giving astrology readings and a lot of people were like, how could you possibly know this about me? Like, are you reading my mind or like, are you super psychic or something? And I'm like, no, I'm just interpreting the energies that are in your chart. That's it. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's a lot of intuitive knowingness that comes into that. I'm able, cause I'm an empath and I am pretty intuitive. I can download some information from, from people to, you know, give them. During the, the reading, I've kind of put all that stuff together when I'm working with with uh, with clients. But yeah, to, that's what astrology is to me. <laughs> I like it. I definitely I, I like the the way that you articulate like articulate the um, how we can use it for the practical, right? It's it's about taking the the information before you and delivering it in a way or interpreting it in a way that you know you can actually apply 
to to your yes. life and and find yes. direction and clarity and it's an yes. interesting thing it definitely um you know it's something that i've been i've been wanting to to deep dive a little bit more into um you know actually it, it, what, what that kind of reminds me of is i think a few months way back actually probably yeah probably shortly after our meeting i uh, i had asked you like where would you suggest someone begin if they they want to to deepen their understanding in this area and i recall you know i'll be honest i didn't i didn't yet watch the video it's been on my uh, my to queue youtube has this to watch list it's been on my to watch list for the longest time um but i recall you sent me a video on sacred ge geometry oh man I sent you then that must have been I sent this to everybody. It's it's called sonic geometry. Okay. So where does this fit in? Well, actually probably before you even get into that, what is sacred geometry? Oh my goodness. So to, like I I found out about sacred geometry probably in like 2009, 2010. And it it's kind of it goes like again, I'm not the best person to articulate all these things. I'm still wrapping my mind about what what it all is. I don't really like regurgitating what I read in books or what I watch or whatever. I'm trying to find my own mm. knowingness of it and have my own relationship with it. But from what I understand uh, um, about sacred geometry is that every shape in this universe emits a frequency. And that frequency and that vibration has an effect on us. It can uh, be a catalyst or a conduit or uh, an activator of some kind. So, um, and learning how to, uh, how to play with these energies, like our ancestors, like learned somehow along their journey, like they learned that certain shapes will do certain things. They like, they'll be able to, I don't know, heal people or activate more uh, psychic awareness in themselves, or it, it can enhance the growing of a plant or something like all of these, these shapes have their own power essentially and have their own sound. One amazing thing about the documentary uh, Sonic Geometry is that the, it was so well done. Like, if it, guys, if you haven't watched this documentary, go and watch it. It will blow your mind. They amazingly illustrate how every shape has its own sound. And so if you can imagine seeing, like, let's say, like a sacred geometrical sh uh, shape, like Mer the Merkaba type uh, geometry or the Flower of Life geometry, or um, a tetrahedron, that kind of thing, they show that these shapes have their own specific sound. So when you're looking at the paper, intuitively, psychically, yes, you're not hearing the sound, but you're, you can feel the vibration once you tune in. Okay, and so once we perfect thing to jump in here with. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I recall, and this, this is the exact same thing, but it's the other way around. Um, I think it was, it was some kind of liquid. It might have just been water. And they were showing how playing different frequencies to it, right? Mm -hmm. So playing a different frequency above that water, towards that water. Um, it was probably just speakers directed to it, actually, I think it was. Um, based on the frequency being projected by the, the, the speaker, the shapes, you could see like ripples in the, in the water. Yes. But the water with you guys got to watch it like I, I can only describe it but once you see this you'll your mind will be blown but you can see that the fruit the, the change of frequency changes the shapes that you see in the water so yes. right there you see like and this is actually called cymatics 
Mm. And for me, science, like, for, like I love sound. My dad was a recording engineer. I grew up around speakers and mixing boards and setting up mics and all these things like sound for me and music again, because of my dad was a very important part of my upbringing. So when I learned about cymatics, I was like, damn, what the heck is that? So what like, is, this is amazing. Do, what is cymatics exactly? Do you know? Like, so like, I don't like, again, I'm not the best person to articulate these ideas, but from what I understand, like cymatics is understanding that a certain frequency and vibration creates a shape. Okay. It creeps. It creates. It creates a pattern, and um, there's something that people can uh, YouTube. Uh, uh, there's a guy named Nigel something, and he has these amazing like uh, YouTube videos where he like plays instruments and sounds, and it's creating these like cymatic patterns and shapes, and and it's it's an incredible thing where we understand that not only is a sound the sound, but it's form. Hmm. And it's kind of, it's kind of like what they mentioned in the in the Bible. I mean, I'm not the again, not the <laughs> best person to like recite these things, but you know, they say for like you know something like, oh God, like first there was the Word, and the Word was God. And it's not like some kind of a philosophical understanding that in the first word being spoken gave shape to the universe, gave shape to like this reality that we're in. So, and I mean, these are like parables and, and things like that to explain really highly complex <laughs> ideas, but it's the same thing. Like sound creates form. Sound is an energy and it, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And everything that we see, taste, touch, whatever has its own frequency and vibration. We may not be able to see it 100%, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, once you understand that, like, going into cymatics, learning about oscillation of, of, of frequencies and all these things. If people go and Google this, they're going to see, uh, or, or actually YouTube it, there's experiments where people use frequencies and they vibrate it at such a high, um, yeah, at such a high frequency that they can break glass. They can do things with sound. Mm -hmm. And Nikola Tesla himself, from what I believe, if, if you, you know who Nikola Tesla is, yeah, I hope. Well, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Good. <laughs> yeah. Nikola Tesla himself early on being like the amazing genius that he was understood that he could manipulate frequency and do stuff. So from what I understand, he created, um, he created a machine that essentially created earthquakes through using frequency Really. and it shook parts of New York and freaked people out. And, and yeah, so again, like sound healing, frequency, cymatics, all these things like, it's worth people diving deeper into there's so much there to discover mm -hmm. you know uh i have to bring it up i'm sure you've heard this quote um from tesla it uh something along the lines of if you want to unlock the secrets of the universe you have to think of things three in terms six nine oh yeah. was that okay so i heard two versions of oh so you can think of in terms of frequency and vibration right you need to yes. think in terms of frequency of vibration um you know, I, I'm loving this because in the in, in the spiritual space, we, we always talk about frequencies, right? Everything is energy. Everything has a frequency. And we're, we're understanding, you know, there's there's that knowing to to um, that, that many are coming to that is, is serving them, right? That. Mm -hmm everything's energy everything's connected and we should be thinking in terms of frequency right but i think 
in all the kind of the, the areas of, of research that, that we're kind of touching on, although again, we, we might not be experts on it, but we're seeing like little bits of evidence in different fields that are starting to, to kind of piece the puzzles for us to, to really make this a, a tangible knowing. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's super, super exciting because it's that, that bridging of the gap, right? The bridging yes. between what we have conclusive scientific evidence for mm -hmm. and what we've been speaking to and sharing for so many, so many years. But, you know, there's still, especially in this day and age, there's still skepticism around because there's no there's no evidence to it. Mm -hmm. um, no scientific evidence to at least so mm -hmm. it's it's really cool because if you if you go into it and it's it's you know it's not the easiest thing to find because a lot of the the sort of signs that that i think will will start to support some of this is new enough that it's not mainstream information right so it takes a little bit of digging but you know it's becoming more and more clear to me that if you do that digging, you will start to find um, some very interesting information that is starting to help us better understand this world as a energetic one that, that is operating mm -hmm. with frequencies. Yeah. And like, again, like going back to the work of uh, Nikola Tesla, Roel Raymond Reich, Wilhelm Reich, all these great uh, inventors, there's actually a few more that I, I their names escape me, their bookmarks somewhere in my phone in my notes uh if people will dive deeper into the work of uh let's say for example david wilcock he's done a really good job at, uh, of categorizing uh different inventors what they knowledge they came into why it's relevant how it's been proven and how it can help us on our journey so like people like rory raymond rife this guy created his own device that was able to like i think it was like some kind of um yeah, I don't even know what the heck the, the term is for, for this. Like some like the opposite of a telescope, but one of those things, a micro telescope. There we go. Uh, something of that nature, where he was able to like zoom in and really see, uh, you know, different diseases like cancers and, and things like that. And then he came into understanding that all these diseases have a frequency. They're vibrating at a certain frequency. And then he discovered that by uh, using another frequency you can cancel it out and it disappears mm. and he just man this guy he discovered this this was like 1930s or something like that and unfortunately like what happened to uh nikola tesla and uh wilhelm reich and, and countless others that i don't even know about you know somehow the government finds out about these things their work gets confiscated or they get death threats or they end up dead or some something of that nature but People have understood for decades, centuries, thousands of years that we can do so much in this reality if we learn how to consciously manipulate frequency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, I have to bring up another, uh, I, I hate to, to butcher this, but from my understanding, I have, uh, I have, uh, read a a type of um again i hate to butcher this but i have to bring it up there was something along the lines of taking a it kind of connects back to what you were saying like finding a frequency in a disease right but i believe it was 
the frequency of a of a cure, and mm. you know, again, I'm not I'm not gonna go into it, and perhaps I'll I'll put it in the show notes because I definitely think this is resources worth um, diving into. But I recall it was something along the lines of they took a frequency that was found in one lab that that showed positive um, benefit to to some sort of condition. And they sent that to a lab through a like a file, a audio file on the computer, and they used it across the world, and it was able to have the same sort of positive effect on on this condition or disease or whatever. That's incredible. It was. Yeah, so I believe it. I believe it hundred percent. I know that there's solutions out there that can do that, and there's other tools that people can use to to. Uh, play with frequencies and come into deeper relation with frequencies to heal their body and to release blockages and cleanse their, 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 their body, their vessel, their, their spirit. So like they can uh, start researching things like Silvagio tones using different tones. Like for example, 432 people like Ralph smart people like, Oh my Lord, I, I can't name anybody else right now. Oh, the people who made sonic geometry, they also speak highly about the 432 Hertz frequency. Uh, so there's these kind of sounds. There's 528, there's 741. Uh, there's different frequencies that um, have different effects on us that can help us and heal us in different ways. Mm-hmm. There's different tools. There's tuning forks. Tuning forks are something that, are, again, is very ancient. Our ancestors were using these things a long time ago. And so each tuning fork gives off its own frequency. And I think as well, there's a frequency for every chakra on our body. So a lot of the times people learned how to use the different tuning forks for each chakra mm-hmm. to release the blockages in, in, the, in the spirit, in the body. Because there's different energy fields around the body. There's the physical, mental, emotional, etheric, astral, all these different energy fields. So, um, yeah, there's different things in that. Using Tibetan singing bowls, you know, things of that nature. The crystal singing bowls. There's all these different tools that are around us that give off different frequencies that help to bring in like a sense of healing into the body. Mm-hmm. See, it's what, what's starting to, to become more clear to me is that all of these different healing modalities, everything that we, we use, or even the things that we don't use, but are subject to that, that affect us, whether that's, you know, deliberately using some sort of tool or practice for our betterment or having something even bring us down it can all be broken down to, to this, right? It can all yes, be broken down absolutely. to the frequency of whatever it is that we're resonating with and how mm-hmm. is it resonating with us and then thus influencing us on this level. And one thing that just popped in my head right now, I think something wanted to remind me to say this, is that we internally have the power and the gift to heal ourselves because we have voice, we have tone, we can make tones, you know, naturally. So chanting different chants, you know, oh money, bad me home, you know, all these things are different kinds of mantras that are out there. Again, brings healing into your body. So we don't really need to always resort to using all these external tools and buy apply all this stuff and all these things. You know, there's priests and monks and all kinds of amazing people just sitting in meditation in a forest or sitting anywhere that they were and just producing these tones within their own their own voice, like their own body. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how do you think uh, frequency of thought fits into this? Frequency of thought. 
mind, the mind is a beast. The mind is in many cases complex, but also very simple. The mind is capable of so many amazing things and so many destructive things. Mind is, the great, is a great tool if we learn how to use it. Um, mental energy is very powerful if we uh, ground that energy. And yes, it does emit its own frequency. And so I think that from my experience, from my understanding right now, it could change as I evolve as I continue to ascend. <laughs> um, there's a relationship between our mental energy frequency and our, our emotional energy frequency. When we, when we form a relationship, a harmonious relationship between the two, I feel like that's when we really, we really step into this space of manifestation and being able to magnetizing and co-create the reality that we want to create. There's got to be that harmony, though. If your mind is thinking one thing or your emotions are feeling a different thing, it's pulling you in, in different directions. It's sending an incomplete message into the universe. So I feel like, I mean, I, this is getting going off a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like, yeah, in order to like be really clear with yourself of what you want to manifest, you have to unify these parts of yourself, emit a solid frequency into the universe, a solid intention. And then things kind of flow a little, a little bit easier. But yeah, I think the problem I feel in this time frame is the over-intellectualization of things. We're so much in our brain, in, 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 the, in the mental, you know, thinking and, and theorizing and strategizing and all these things. And we're disconnected from our own feelings, our own emotions. And this is one thing that I discussed in my radio show with my guest, Chris Dubb. If some of you want to connect to that, it's, it's up on my podcast. You can find that out. But yeah, we talked about um, uh, the issues with a lot of men not being able to connect to their emotions and, and being only in their mind or whatever and just having this, this like disconnect. Mm -hmm. So I think in this, in this period of time, I think what's naturally happening through the, the rebirthing of the sacred divine feminine energy is that we're kind of like learning to re rebalance these things again. The mind is powerful. It's a great tool. You know, it's not to say that it's a bad thing to theorize or strategize, intellectualize. It's fine. But when that takes over and then all the other parts of your energy are ignored or abandoned, uh, like then, yeah, I think you create a schism in your own energy field. Your own frequency that you're emitting as a being becomes distorted. Mm -hmm. And when your frequency becomes distorted, Whatever it is you desire, whatever it is you want to manifest, it's going to, be, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do that. When you clear your own frequency, your own vibration, you're able to emit a more, power free, a more powerful frequency and vibration out into the universe to co-create. Because everything's a feedback loop. This reality is a feedback loop. What you, whatever you are, whatever you think, whatever you feel comes back to you because that's what you put out. So if we're putting out a frequency that's stable, it's kind of like tuning, tuning the, the radio signal on a, on a dial. You know, sometimes you got to like dial that, that thing just the right perfect way to get that clear signal coming in so you can mm -hmm. listen to that radio. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. We got to like fine tune and refine the dial on our beingness mm -hmm. so that we can like, you know, receive and transmit what we want to like experience in, in this reality. Mm -hmm. I'm, that was like a huge tension. I love it. I, that hope, was, that, I hope that made sense. That was potent. <laughs> I think is the, the best word to describe it. Um, going off on the analogy a little bit, um, you know, 
the the other thing that that comes to mind there is you want to tune into the the right station so it's it's about capturing that that clear sound um sound that you want to receive right and of course in this analogy seeing that reality that you wish to create by tuning into that but then of course again bringing all of you to to tune into that that one station to that one reality because the more of you that's in alignment with that that reflection that you wish to see the the more powerful you're going to be like you said to to co-create that so Mm -hmm. because whatever it is that we want it's already there in, in in some part of our of our reality experience it's already been created it's just a matter of getting into an alignment with that frequency because we live in a like you know a holographic fractal reality every single possible potentiality already exists so if we think about reality like that all it is is about tuning into that frequency that's it that that that's like the hardest part of the game mm-hmm. you know like it's so i mean i don't want to say it's so easy but Really, it is. It's just that we make it more difficult for ourselves. Even with me saying all this stuff to you right now is a reminder to myself because I obviously forget. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to go back to cooking and back to doing all these things. And sometimes the weirdness goes away, you know? Mm-hmm. So even with me talking about these things, it's, it's a reminder to myself. But yeah, essentially, like, if we can step into this trust that, like, all of these potentialities already exist, all we have to do is fine tune our, our focus our intention, our desire, really be clear about what it is, and then it will happen mm-hmm. in, in due time. And how empowering is it to know that it's already there? It's already in existence. It's just a matter of tuning in. Right? You're not creating mm-hmm. from nothing. You're shifting into the experience that you desire. There you go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you mentioned like, we can say this, but perhaps we're not always um, fully integrating this, this knowing. Um, but I think we, we can both speak to how more naturally we start to see results in our life when we come back into this place where we mm-hmm. feel, you know, we feel this, this truth that, you know, it's there. We just need to shift. And I, like I said, it's... Uh, I've seen it play out in my own life where when I start to think in terms of this, um, it, it tends to be a lot easier to manifest. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it asks of us to be relentless, to be ruthless with our focus. And if that means, again, coming out of social media or blocking out certain friends or not doing certain things or not eating certain foods, if that's what it means, and that's what's got to be done. You got to be really focused every day on what it is you're doing, why you're doing it, and what it is you actually want. And as soon as you have that fine-tuned clarity, everything just like clicks into place. And and again, going back into synchronicity, like the stronger you are in that relentless, like ruthless, like deep, raw focus, the synchronicities just pop up, pop up, like nonstop happening all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you know that you're in the flow. Like, I know when I'm not in the flow. Like, if I don't see one of my triple numbers in a day, but I'm not seeing my 1111 11 or my 22 or one of these numbers in the day, then I can honestly say, like, hmm, like, you know, why? what took me out of alignment today? Why am I not in alignment? What's, what's wrong? What did I do kind of thing? And I do that introspection and that reflection again. 
and it's fine too we're not we're not we're humans we're not perfect we're gonna fall out of alignment we're gonna not we're gonna mess things up you know and it's fine we just have to uh be gentle with ourselves and just be like okay yesterday was that was like that whatever today it's gonna be different today i'm gonna try to try to be more in alignment and focus forgiving and focused <laughs> that's that's how much how much power is in those just too simple and you know i i, I want to emphasize the word simple right and of course mm -hmm. not always easy but if i if in those words right there be forgiving and be focused there's there really needs to be no further explanation right those those words are as straightforward as it gets and it's it's nice to know that if we we simplify it to to these you know these core core um these key factors let's say right these these main points it 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 really happens i know i said it's not easy but it happens easily from there once you come into mm -hmm. this place where you're able to to forgive yourself and focus mm -hmm. Now, Kay, I, I know that we were only kind of scratching the surface here. Um, throughout the conversation, I had like 10 different things in my mind that I wanted to, to move into, but I know that, uh, that we're a bit short on time. Um, so we're going to have to get you back on for, for another chat because there's, there's a ton. There's, is, there's, yeah, there's so much. There's a ton. Like I, like I really wanted to like dig into uh, like conscious enterprises and making a new co conscious economy and all these kinds of things. Because these are some of the bigger projects I'm working on in my life with other people is supporting conscious uh, uh, organizations, conscious individuals who are trying to like go forth, uh, you know, trust in their purpose and their passion and learn how to sell themselves in the world, learn how to communicate their values so that they can support themselves on that journey. A great guest I had on that, who helps people on that journey is Beth Martins. She's uh, like, a, I guess you would say a business coach and she's helping a lot of people to uh, get clear on what it is they want to do and how to step back into the world and ask the world to like, you know, compensate you for that value that you're offering. So it could be Reiki, it could be, I don't know, life coach, it could be uh, becoming an organic vegan cook or something. It could be any one of these things. Mm. But it's like the more we each of us step into that, into that purpose and, and unplug a little bit more from the matrix, the more power we get back. And so, yeah, that, that's that's one of the one of the major uh, themes of my life right now that I, I'm focusing on one is, that... is shifting that stuff. Yeah. I was gonna say one of the uh, one of the things I love about you is that you're you're thinking big, and oh baby, have... it's go big or go home, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I have a ton of respect for that. I I really really do. Um, again, I, I I know we're only kind of we're barely making a dent into the kind of stuff that you and I can get into, and I think <laughs> a lot of the uh, a lot of the areas that we both would love to dive into. Um, we will we'll make time to to get into it but um yeah i do want to i want to take you through the ascending round before we hop off here but like i said we are gonna have to get you back on to uh to explore some of these bigger ideas yeah definitely i'd love to come back on again and like tap into that talk talk about like conscious business and all those things 
and um, we didn't even get really into the astrology stuff either so there's that there's so much man there's there's so much to like to like dive into so i, I um, had asked the question actually okay no let's leave this for for the back burner as well we uh i wanted to get into the the understanding of what the veil is and what it means to to be beyond it um but that's that's definitely um I, i'm not thinking we have time for any of that but uh well i like i would like explain it simply in like a like a couple seconds okay, like let's to say, me let's going on to me going on beyond the veil is like going beyond the social cultural and spiritual or whatever uh programs that were instilled in you from birth because when you came in here as a baby you came in here with pure innocent consciousness you were not you know looking at labels you're not looking at any of these things the world just was and you were an explorer and you were exploring the world so to me like going beyond the veil it's like going beyond those programs and remembering that rawness of reality and diving deeper into what those things actually are not through the lens of what's been told to you you know not through the lens of what's been taught to you through the educational system it's finding your own truth coming into your own deep knowingness of what those things are experiencing it for yourself so that i mean that's like a simple thing like i can just dive into quickly but like yeah that like <laughs> for now like that's that's what i'll say that it is for me i'm and there's a ton we can we can talk about with regards to that actually you know what uh, what kind of occurred to me in hearing you uh explain what that means which again is the name of your your show is um my show awaken is ultimately the exact same thing it's the exact same thing it's just two different ways of of pointing to the the same thing awakening to yeah. truth to to what is to what mm -hmm. is beyond all of the the distortions, illusions, illusions, and layers that we um, that we create on top of this this you know raw core truth. And one thing that just jumped out at me when you said that quickly is that like the fact that you and I both have the same ideas, do the same thing, speaks to a higher truth. That there's something out there that is emitting a frequency, emitting a thought, an idea that this is what needs to happen right now. And then we're just kind of tuned into that frequency. So we're receiving the message. And there's a lot of us that are receiving that message right now to like, you know, create conscious media, to be a connector, connect communities, build community, go into sustainability, you know, communicate all these greater, greater ideas. Like there's a lot of us that are downloading these messages right now. And it's with good reason because it has to happen. If we want our species to continue, if we want to heal this planet and create more abundance, create a better way for all people, this is the way there are I wouldn't say this is the way this is one of many ways mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. so and I think that the journey that you and I are, are on is very sacred and it's very important because you know lamestream media sucks to be straight up it sucks it doesn't do anything for our awareness our consciousness our soul it doesn't feed us you know it doesn't really help us on our journey it's just telling us what to do what to be how to think what to buy how to feel you know all these things so people putting out different forms of conscious media is really important right now to like kind of hush that energy mm -hmm. and emit a stronger frequency. Cause the thing is that we're putting out has a stronger fre frequency that's based in truth. That's based in, uh, you know, this higher conscious field of information that that's around us. And eventually 50 years from now, 30 years from now, I'm sure somewhere <laughs> like people will find these videos and they're going to be like, wow, you know, they're going to pinpoint like that was the time when 
the shift was really happening. You know, really, this is this is this is what we're in right now. We're on that cusp. This is like an exciting time to be alive and to mm-hmm. be doing what we're doing. We're like, I would, I mean, I don't want to label us as like a Martin Luther King or a Nelson Mandela, but we're like kind of similar. You know, we're trailblazing, we're pioneering a new way to be, a new way to think, a new way to feel, a new way to perceive reality, and that's huge. This is something that hasn't been done on our planet for thousands of years, maybe even ever. You know, we're as a planet, we're all coming to a more similar way of perceiving and awareness and moving to reality. Before ancient civilizations, there was Egypt, there was Mexico, there was China. They all had their own separate way of interpreting reality. But through what's happening right now, we're seeing people like through ascenders, through even your group, people who are all over the world who are seeing and feeling and thinking the same thing. So that speaks to like a greater, a greater evolution and phenomenon that's taking place right now. That I that I I label as being like a spiritual renaissance, and yeah, it's 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 freaking epic, man. It's it legendary. Is, it <laughs> is, and I think it's important we recognize how epic it is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with us um, believing and feeling like the work that we're doing is enormously important and super meaningful. So I think we got to draw from that, um, draw passion and and excitement for what it is that we're doing. Um, in the in those beliefs and those ideas, um, and the more of us that that come together to do this, the greater this this the more powerful this movement becomes because we all know yes. it's, it's happening, right? We're, everybody is seeing it. The world is waking up. We're we're starting to to wake up to a lot of the things that we're doing wrong, right? A lot of the things that we're doing that were holding us back, mm-hmm. and again the, the fact that that this conversation even takes place is one of many indicators that um where we're heading in this direction where conscious media is going to to drown out all the other i don't even know what to call it um let's not even give it a name it doesn't even deserve a name <laughs> um, yes it doesn't deserve a name <laughs> but yeah no i think you and i see it and and more and more people are seeing it um so i guess that's that's a great way to to leave off with um i think it's again just really important that we we find this this sense of optimism for where we're heading and for what the future is going to bring and at the same time take responsibility for what we're all co-creating together amen ashi to that (laughs) all right (laughs) i do want to take you through the uh the ascending round um before we hop off here have you heard any of the uh, the ascending rounds before uh no no all right it's gonna be fun then because you wouldn't have heard the questions i'm about to ask um cool so the ascending round for those of you that might not know is um a couple of just quick fire questions to bring forth to you some tidbits of wisdom uh, to help you on that ascending journey. Kate, are you ready for the ascending round? Yeah, I'm ready for the ascending round. All right. <laughs> Let's that kick off like with um, one to three books. I think this one's going to be really challenging for you. Um, one to three books that have had the greatest impact on your life. One to three books. So book number one this is going to seem a little bit cliche, but I got to say The Secret that really began to shift my awareness. The greatest gift I got from that book and the video is to take ownership and responsibility for your life and stop pointing the finger outside 
and start understanding that the experience that you're going through in reality has to do with the choices, the feelings, and the thoughts that you've had. And so that, I swear to God, the first time I read the book, and even the, I remember more profoundly, uh, the first time I, went, I finished watching the documentary, I cried. Really? Like, I cried. I was like, I was like, damn. Like, it just, it just hit me. Like, I was like, I got to change. You know, like, I've, I've been, like, messing some stuff up. And I really need to, like, rethink what it is I'm doing and why I'm thinking this way and why I'm feeling like this and that and, and all these. And then it also reminded me that I had already been tapping into this, this law of correspondence, this law of attraction in many situations. And those situations in my life showed me when I was in alignment and what it felt like. And that helped to act as a guide to help me in other moments to be like, remember that feeling? Remember what that felt like? You know, remember when you were in that moment? that's what you got to do now. Like, you know what I mean? And that, it was like a guide. So secret helped me with that book. Number two, a uh, spiritual warrior by John Rogers. Uh, I got this book from the library uh, here in the, in the beaches area where I live. And yeah, I was just going through it. And just the principles that were in that book blew my mind to the point where I, you can't see it now. If I turn my camera, you can see it. Uh, I made these posters on my wall based on the wisdom that was in that book. Cause that's how profound it hit me. Hmm. and um yeah and then i i I think after that there's like a couple others it's hard so hard to choose it's like like a 50 50 between um the four agreements and the alchemist like the oh my god actually i don't even know it's between three different books the alchemist (laughs) just throw um, it in there i don't think anyone's complaining that you're giving them more yeah, The Alchemist, Four Agreements, and The Silicine Prophecy. Silicine Prophecy came out before The Secret. And I feel like it, it like it, it was like a, a good segue into like that book release of The Secret. Because it was already talking about energy. It was talking about being in, in, to be able to empathically sense other people's energies, energy vampirism. It got into all these different themes in the, in that book and and spoke more to like the shift that we're currently in right now. And yeah, so so those books, I have to say, like really were like great catalysts for my journey. Awesome. Cool. And I think you gave us like, what, six? The Secret, <laughs> The Alchemist, Silstein Prophecy, Spiritual Warrior. Um, four Agreements. And Four Agreements. Five. Thank you for that. All right. Next, uh, next question here is, this is the one that most people get stuck up on. Um, what is the best or one of the best investments you've ever made under $100? in relation to my healing and my growth i would say uh in 2011 i bought my first piece of rose quartz and a rose quartz ring from a, a store here a tibetan store here in the beaches area and that stone changed my life and I mean, that, that in itself is a whole other conversation getting into the frequency and vibration of certain stones and how they're powerful. Um, that stone really brought in a lot, a lot of healing into my, into my life. And I think I was struggling with like self-worth issues, self-love issues, feeling insecure, feeling like I don't know like what my place is in the world and all these things. And then when I, when I wore that stone, all of a sudden, like immediately I, I felt calm. I felt like 
this love just wash over me. And I, I, for the longest time, I was like in love with that stone. A lot of us that wear different stones, we have this saying, we're like, you know, you know, there's different stones for different seasons. So for that season of my life, like Rose Quartz really played a significant role. And it was like 80 bucks. <laughs> so it was under a hundred dollars. So yeah, that to me was like a really great investment. I still have it till, till this day and I, I love it. I love it so much. Mm. I love Rose Quartz. Nice. Love it. Next question, Kay, is what is a habit, a perspective, or a belief that you've adopted in the last few years that has caused for the greatest change in your life? Hmm. Habit, perspective, or belief? I would say a, a multitude of those things happened all at once. Um... I'm going to start with like belief and I would say one of the most profound things that happened to me was the belief in this intelligence of the universe and the belief that there is something out there or some things that want the best for you, that love you and, and just wants the best for you. Like just wants you to be in joy. And when I stepped into that belief and I really felt it, like I feel the, I felt the energy around me when I really allowed myself to step into that belief. Like, again, it was like a huge catalyst for my reality to change. Cause no matter what anyone told me, even from the young days that I had being in a mosque when I was a kid, cause I grew up in a Muslim family. Like I didn't feel this dogma, this heavy dogma that came from religion. I felt this like other energy around me that was really still and peaceful and loving and calm and mellow and at the same time energizing and I, was, and I would feel like what the heck are these people talking about like I don't feel this fear I don't feel freedom I'm gonna go to hell or that like you know I'm gonna be in trouble or with the angels or whatever it is I, I don't feel any of that and so it was like yeah the belief that there's a benevolent force out there that wants the best for you and and only wants the best for you that that was like a profound moment in my life that's powerful and one thing i want to uh to add to that is coming into that belief moves into the next step which is allowing for that support to come through right if we connect to this and mm -hmm. open ourselves up to receiving that light receiving that love receiving that support it will come through in more and more powerful ways. And I'm starting to, to feel that for myself. And it's, uh, and this goes beyond just the, um, the, the support that we get from benevolent beings, beings that, that we might not see with our two eyes. This is anything, right? The more you allow yourself to receive, the, the more you will receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, exactly. that's powerful that you bring that one up. I love it. All right, my favorite question of the show okay hit me with it <laughs> i'm gonna hit you with this one something powerful just happened i just took a look at facebook live and i don't next to that little eyeball that shows how many people are watching that number says 7.6 billion people are watching this every single soul <laughs> on this planet is tuned in to awaken 
Okay, so now is your chance to share anything that you'd like to with them. Speak any word, any message that you may have. What do you say? Wow, what a question. <laughs> oh my God, I can see so many things. Um, yesterday, like when I was in this cafe with this gentleman and we were looking at uh, these children playing and, and just running around, I think one, one thing that I, I want to, like, I guess I would communicate to people is remember, remember the time when you were young and you were a child. Maybe it's hard for people to remember because it's such a long time ago, but if they just try to tap into the feelings of what that felt like, um, I feel like they're gonna find moments where there really, is, there really wasn't any fear. There was just magic. There was just like this love and excitement for life. And, and they, just wanted, they, they just wanted to explore life and just figure it out. And, and there was like a flow there where they were tapped in, they were plugged in to this energy, to this consciousness field that's around us, around the planet and goes through the whole universe, whole galaxy, whatever. Like they were plugged in. And I feel like if we could just reconnect back with that sense of innocence, that purity of, of, and that joy of what it was like when we were children, Feeling that magic, reconnecting with that magic helps to dissolve all these other schisms in our frequency and vibration that is holding us back from being who we want to be and doing what we want to do in this reality and, and further shifting this planet into greater abundance for all people. So I don't know where else I want to go with that. I don't think um, there's anything else to be said, Kay. That's beautiful. And um, I will say that just... Hearing you share that message, I was able to bring myself back to that place, and I think I can see that you're glowing with that energy. Like you're in, you're in that like fun space. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a reminder that sometimes all it takes is a reminder. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can remind ourselves of that place, now that you've you know, brought it forth and brought it to our attention, we can, we can use that as a, as a reminder. And if we just keep on bringing it back to that, like, we... yeah, it's like, again, when you brought up the word simple and the profoundness of, of that, mm -hmm. again, like we need to simplify things in our life. We don't need all these rules and these practices and these books and all it's like, it's just more stuff to feed us and distract us and, 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 pack more into our brains right now i feel like we need to unpack you know and if we could just focus on just those basic things just living in that joy you know and i, and I think and again in, in the in the secret uh, i think it was abraham hicks uh she had a, a profound quote in that film and she said follow your bliss and again it, it's like being in that that childlike state you follow your bliss you're having fun you're enjoying being in that energy is is an automatic uh navigational tool that will help you to find your way and i think again we saw this in the journey of the alchemist in that, in that book i have to reread it again because i read it when i was really young um but yeah like it's being in that energy is so magical and when you're in that you're not fearing you're not like oh my god what's gonna happen or oh there's this oh there's that oh there's this person this competitiveness or whatever it is jealousy ego all of that it just dissolves away and 
I think it's it kind of goes into also embarking on this hero's journey, that this proverbial hero's journey that we are all on, that we see in films and all these things. We go through this process of refinement and refining uh, how we see the world, how we feel, who we are. And again, like I said earlier, it's getting back to this pinnacle of self-actualization or really stepping fully into your full power and your full, the full essence of your soul. And I think, the, again, the key, to, the key to that is reconnecting with your inner child. Mm. What a perfect way to wrap this up. But before you go, okay, um, of course, let us know where we can find you. Um, where would you find the podcast? Anything that you got going on? Uh, where should our listeners head to? Uh, they could check me out on uh, com. And there's pages on there where they can connect with my web, my podcast, or they can go killercrew.com slash podcast. That'll take them to all the episodes. Or they can find me on Facebook by just typing in Caleb Truth. And on Instagram, same thing, Caleb Truth. Cool. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Um, it was fun. But like I said, we are definitely going to have to do it again because there's so much more territory for you and I to explore. Um, once again, I so very appreciate you and what you brought forth to us today. Yeah, thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs>